From the Texas Veterinary Medical Association in Austin, Texas, this is Veterinary Vitals, a podcast that focuses on current news in the Texas veterinary profession. I'm your host, Audrea Wood. Dr. Heidi Loebprize graduated from Texas A&M University in 1983 and became a board-certified veterinary dentist in 1993. In 2003, she joined the veterinary specialty team of Pfizer Animal Health, and in 2010, she became the senior technical manager for Verbac Corporation. In 2014, Dr. Prize returned to dental specialty practice in Flower Mound, Texas. She helped organize and was the first president of the International Veterinary Senior Care Society, whose mission is to provide resources targeting the complete healthcare needs of senior pets to the veterinarian, their team, and clients. Well, hi, I'm Dr. Heidi Loebprize. I'm actually a board-certified veterinary dentist, uh, but in my summer retirement, I'm pursuing one of my other loves, and that's senior pets. And I'm trying to bring together resources for both veterinary professionals and pet parents to see how we can advocate for these older patients. That's great. And what is it about senior pets that has captured your interest? Well, number one, I've had several myself. And in seeing the length of time that they're with these families, these pets become part of the family. And as we have specialties in internal medicine and dentistry and radiology and everything else, there's no real specialty for senior pets. In fact, general practitioners are the best specialists because they have to deal with all the problems because most senior pets have more than one issue. And it's critical because if we don't find out these issues until they're advanced, we can't provide as much care as we'd like to. So by advocating for continuous care, senior wellness, and early detection of disease, we can not only help their quality of life, what I like to call health span, but I sincerely believe we can help expand their quantity of life, their lifespan, life expectancy. That's great. And I think this should interest every pet owner. As much as we don't like to think about it, our pets are aging and we need to know how to care for them. So how did you get interested in the veterinary dental specialty? Well, that was, uh, I call divine providence because I was actually doing some relief work years ago. It's been almost 30 years now and started working with Dr. Robert Wiggs in Dallas, who became one of the first boarded veterinary dentists. And at that point, then he went, you want to do a, a, a residency? I went, oh, okay, why not? <laughs> and that uh, propelled me along that career path. Now you work with a lot of senior pets. What's been the most challenging aspect of working with this population of animals? Well, with senior pets, uh, there's sometimes a, a thought process that, you know, oh, he's just old, you know, do I really need to do this? Or he's old, how can I do anesthesia? So in dentistry specifically, not only do we see that periodontal disease increases as the pet ages, and let's face it, the teeth have been there as long as the pet has, but also smaller dogs tend to live longer and we see more dental disease in smaller dogs. So especially as a, um, especially practice where I get referrals from other veterinarians, we see a lot of older dogs that might have some mild anesthetic risks. Uh, but I know that when we provide that good dental care, 
We take away the infection, inflammation, and they feel so much better. So I want to provide the best care, be a good advocate for those senior pets, especially in dentistry, but in all aspects. Dr. Prize, how can veterinarians best prepare their clients for their aging pets? Well, even for dentistry, but even in just general practice for wellness, looking at that pet throughout the life stages, and then when they start reaching that mature, then into the senior years, we need to be a little bit more proactive in getting them in probably twice a year for exams, uh, for blood work, at least annually, your analysis, blood pressure, dental rate, uh, sorry, radiographs, not just dental radiographs. The key of it is, is outside of cats that have a specific life stage progression that's been defined for us by the American Association of Feline Practitioners, not all dogs age at the same rate. So smaller dogs live longer, while giant breeds have pretty short lifespans. Owners may come to us because the mouth smells bad, all right? And yeah, the mouth may smell bad, but I've seen a lot of owners that have, the, the pets have really bad dental disease and they don't realize the, the odor is that bad. It may be a change in their eating behavior. They're wanting to eat soft food instead of hard food. They may be rubbing their face or showing signs of discomfort. But to be honest with you, especially in periodontal disease, it usually has to be pretty severe disease for the pet to show any kind of discomfort. So regular oral exams with a veterinarian and encouraging whatever home care the owner might do, because if they're doing wipes or brushing or whatnot, they're going to pick up on small changes much more early than the pet who just goes in once a year if they even go in that much. Now, November is National Adopt-A-Senior Pet Month. Why is it important for the pet-owning public to think about adopting senior pets? Well, when we have senior pets in the shelters, it's usually because either a family member can't take care of it anymore, maybe they move. Sometimes it's because some of those senior issues have become not as pleasant for that pet owner hurting that human companion animal bond. So they're relinquished. But at the same time, the stories that come out about these senior pets, sure, they're not as cute as puppies, but you may not have to potty train them either. Uh, I've heard one story of two young ladies who were roommates who adopted this old dog from the shelter thinking she had about a month to live, did her bucket list, you know, would take her and get her a, a Hamburger, hamburger meat, you know, at the McDonald's or whatnot. Not that that's a good diet, but for for a bucket list, it's pretty cool. And you know, four months later, the dog is just living her her best life right now. And being able to provide that level of care, comfort, companionship that they might not get in the kennel is really the people who adopt senior pets are very special, and I appreciate them greatly. So November is is officially adopt a senior pet month. I'm trying to get an unofficially grassroots com campaign. November being Senior Pet Health Month as well. So not just the adoptable ones, but to remember those ones that are senior, and let's make sure we're providing good care for them. What do you really love about your job? About the things that you're working on now, senior pet health, and of course, uh, the dental specialty. Well. A few things on the dental side um, never ceases to amaze me. 
once we get that patient in and, you know, maybe everybody else has been hesitant to do anesthesia because they've got heart issues or kidney issues or something like that. And we work them up, get them stable, get them in and get rid of that chronic infection inflammation in the oral cavity. And the two week visits is like, oh my gosh, the first couple of days he was still sleepy, but now he's acting like a puppy again. So I think looking at the things that we know we can make a difference with can really help out that that pet's quality of life, uh, the, the owner's happiness with the pet, everything along those lines. I mean, when you think about it, um, even my, I've got an 18-year-old cat now, and he used to be quite heavy. Yes, I know it's, it's not, not good for cats. As cats hit about 11 years of age, their basal metabolism rate goes up. So they actually start losing weight. And now he's down to about half of what he was, but he's become so affectionate and so sweet. I mean, he was pretty good before, but mainly for mommy. And now he's just a little cuddle bunny. And I'm not sure how long he's going to be with us. We're managing his mild kidney disease as best we can, but we're going to enjoy those those days, those weeks, those months, for as long as he'll let us. How has semi-retirement been going for you? I find a lot of veter veterinarians are high-performing people. Yeah, there's one little two-letter word I've had trouble learning, and that's no. So as I started doing this advocacy, of course, I still have a lot of dental projects, what I call projects. Um, but we're also starting to build some things for senior care. I'm trying to build a nice website that brings in resources from all different areas. We're going to have a five-minute vet consult book on senior care, which will be amazing. And in addition, I've been doing some work uh, both with dentistry and senior care with the Christian Vet Missions. So that's keeping me traveling as well a little bit. So yes, yeah, semi-retirement hasn't been too slow yet. It is uh, produced, but very early. It's seniorpetadvocates.org. And what I'm doing, uh, it basically a landing page right now and some initial definitions. But there's links to different things about senior pet care all over the place. Osteoarthritis, renal care, cardiac care. And so I plan on just organizing that and getting those links together, primarily for veterinary professionals to begin with. But as we start looking at how we provide the best care for our pet parents, uh, especially I'm, I'm trying to build something called a diary, a senior pet diary. So pet parents can keep track of body condition, pictures of, of tumors and masses and things like this, blood work, medications. One of the big areas that I'm starting to learn, relearn a lot about is nutrition for senior pets because there's no set guidelines. Often we have diseases and quite often they're getting a lot of supplements that might not be well researched. So it's, it's, a, it's a big undertaking and I plan to keep busy for quite some time. That's great. So is that going to be a resource for pet owners or for veterinarians or a little bit of both? Initially for veterinarians and, and veterinary staff, um, but I hope to have good workable resources, both for veterinarians to use in their practices, but also for pet owners to be able to do, especially things, not so much long questionnaires, but checklists. Osteoarthritis and mobility, cognitive disorder. Sometimes we don't know exactly what questions to ask in a 15 minute consult, 
exam. But if we know that they're of a certain age, we can send out materials that the owners can look at ahead of time, just like we have to fill in every time we get ready for a, dent, uh, a doctor's appointment. Right. Not to mention, I think if a veterinarian were to recommend that checklist to their clients, they would be so much more likely to use it, actually complete it and bring it back. At least I think I would be. Exactly. And you can start with healthy base baselines when they're mature and follow any minor changes as they start getting older. Early detection of a condition is when we have the best chance to do something about it. Well, that I think that is a great idea. I'm going to look that up and use it myself because uh, my pet is six years old now. Um, so she is getting up there in age. I definitely need to start taking a more proactive approach with her health to make sure I don't miss anything. There, there, there's actually is one app, not just senior care, but we're talking end of life that Mary Gardner of Lap of Love developed called the Gray Muzzle app. And it's a quality of life scale that the owner will put in green, yellow, or red as they're trying to come to those decisions at the end of life. And it actually then will show the owner a little bit of a pie, pie graph or whatnot to show where's the reds and the greens. You know, the reds start increasing, get to a certain point. Is it time to look at making that decision? So it's a very interesting way to approach it. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Is there anything else you would like to add for our listeners? I would say just be aware on, from the veterinary side and the pet parent side that, you know, not every pet age is the same. Seven is not senior for dogs. It uh, It's too old if you're looking at a giant breed and the chihuahua is just reaching the prime of its life. But looking at that relative age and watching for those subtle signs, it it's not always, oh, he's just getting old. There may be a disease process going on there. So being a good advocate for your pet, for your patients, can make all the difference in the world. Thank you for joining us, Dr. Loeb Price. Thanks for having me. A few quick announcements. Mark your calendars for the 2023 TVMA Annual Conference and Expo, March 3rd through 5th, 2023, at the Marriott Waterway Hotel and Convention Center in the Woodlands. Also, join your fellow TVMA members in Austin on Wednesday, February 1st for Veterinarian Legislative Day at the Capitol. For more information, you can contact Trent Hightower at thightower at tvma.org or 512-610-6656. If you have any topics you would like covered on this podcast or would like to nominate a guest, please email me at awood at tvma.org. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it with a colleague and rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. A like, a share, a retweet, these are all great ways that you can support TVMA that won't cost you a dime. I'm your host, Audrea Wood. Thanks for listening. <laughs>